Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. New year, new you. Start off 2022 by adding Cornbread Hemp to your health and wellness plan. Cornbread Hemp's organic, extra-strength CBD gummies deliver 50 milligrams of CBD and 2 milligrams of THC to help with your everyday aches and pains. Visit CornbreadHemp.com and use the promo code BIGX for 30% off at checkout. Stressful new year? Don't sweat it with Cornbread Hemp. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cats. Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish! There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. January 25th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen in Southern Indiana to bring you some morning radio game day edition. Cats take on Mississippi State tonight. It's a late one. You're going to be up a long time. It's it's pronounced L81. Get yourself some Thornton's coffee and some donuts to get your long day started. But it ends tonight around 11 o'clock with a nice Kentucky victory. Get you feeling all warm and fuzzy inside, and we can turn our attention to the Jayhawks of Kansas on Saturday. But it's the Bulldogs tonight. We have a lot to get to. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, uh, can probably spend a little bit more time with the text today than the time crunch we were in yesterday. But we got them all read because that's what we do here on KRC. That's what we do. Good morning, Justin Kalen. Football. How are you? I am good. I'm actually just sitting here debating, do I even need to stay up until 11 o'clock tonight? Or is it It's. It seems like a safe game where I can check it out oh, till halftime and then and then hit the hit the bed. Kiss of death right there. I, oh, I don't do kiss of death. That's Roush. Roush didn't say it. I said it. Going to be a close one now that you said that. I could see it being a close game. It's a 9 o'clock game. Probably not going to be in a great crowd or up arena. Third in the SEC? And, yeah. Four and two. I mean, they're okay. They're an okay team. They don't have uh, Tolu Smith, so. I mean, yeah. and, Mo- and Molina or Molinar is pretty good. Like, if Kentucky gave them their A performance, then it's a 20-point win, in my opinion. But if Kentucky goes out there, plays C+, if they're without Ty Ty, if Wheeler's a little slow – then I could see it getting down to the under four where Kentucky's up six and, you know, just be careful, don't don't totally collapse or something along those lines. So I don't think it's a comfortable win, Justin, but I hope so. 
I hope you're right. I, I think that's probably just me being hopeful so I can get some sleep as opposed to staying until 1130. Yeah, understandable. We all would like to get a little a little sleep. But it's probably going to be somewhat of a sleepy crowd. We'll, we'll see. We'll talk about it. we got a lot to get to on today's show. Nick, what's up with you? Um, I've got a little FOMO right now because I did the thing where I stayed up later than normal, but I just had like reality TV on and didn't realize that uh, Kansas, no, excuse me, the refs got Kansas a win in three overtimes. Two overtimes. Two overtimes. And also, you were wrong about the game being at U of L yesterday. It was at Virginia. <laughs> I swear, I feel like with 50 50 things, you're just wrong yeah. <laughs> every time. I mean, but we were right, and that was going to lose at Virginia. I did watch that. They Yes, they did lose. They got down 28-7, to seven, I think. Or, or something like that? Yeah. They, 22-5? to 28-11, I think, was – they were down 19 at one point. That does, that's not even 19 there. But <laughs> they, were down 19, yeah, they were down 19 at one point. Uh, it started 22-5, yeah, which is not good. No. That's not where you want to go. And especially a team like – or I should say a program like Virginia <laughs> where – The lock bowl. You're – they're going to play defense, so it's going to be hard to dig yourself out of that hole. Now, luckily, this Virginia basketball team stinks, so the Cards had a chance. But you know, you can only have that that one guy hit so many de- West West Jerry yeah, West. He hit four or five threes. He's not he even that, like, hit great so of a many shooter either. Desperation threes. To He's been on get you back fire in. the last two games. Uh, well, while we're kind of talking about U of L, oh, it's bad. So like. They, you see, like them, like fighting with each other on the court. I don't. Nobody I saw talked about this, but in the final seconds, I mean, West has been hot from mm-hmm. deep, and Malik Williams hit a desperation three with like four minutes to go or something like that. And I thought to myself, like, oh boy, he's, he thinks he, he's, he, he's going to yeah, pull. He, he's yeah. going to keep pulling. And then it was kind of late in the shot clock, and there was nothing really getting going on their offense because one, Virginia is still solid defensively, and two, U of is not a good offensive team, and so. Malik pulled again, and Wes just put his hands up like, "Dude, you didn't. Why wouldn't you get me the ball? You're a six foot eleven center. You're twenty four feet away." Oh, he was mad, and then the next they, possession, they were fighting. Wes didn't give it up to anybody. Oh yeah, and he threw up a three, which was an air ball. Um, yeah, they're they're very dysfunctional. They, they also right were now. fighting earlier on because Jalen Withers just left a dude. Oh yeah, I that saw was that. So what was bad. he doing? I, I have no idea. He was like. Guarding somebody that was clearly being guarded. And then he just stopped moving. Yeah. And the guy just went back behind him, and they were all, like, putting their hands up. Malik Williams had a really bad breakdown on an inbounds play, too, where he was just caught, like, following a screener, and the guy that he was supposed to switch over to scored an easy layup on an out-of-bounds play. They are beyond dysfunctional right now, and I don't see how Mac makes it through the season, if I'm being honest. Yeah, like, I mean, why do you keep trucking him out Pegase? Pegs? Pegase? Pegs. What's called Pegs? Well, get his peaks but whatever it is he seems like the players like him you know they beat Mississippi State they won the little Bahamas Mamas tournament down in November and he did lose to Furman as the head coach which wasn't a good loss by any stretch of the imagination but they certainly played more inspired basketball than they have if I was U of L, you could worry about the buyout a little bit later but I would just one be the first program besides Maryland to have an opening and let like people kind of have to chew on that a little bit yep. as the season goes on. And two, maybe you can at least get a few more butts in the seats if you have like a more inspired, cool. gritty, tough. You know, we'll we're not going to the tournament, but we're going to play tough for you. And we got a new coach that we like, so everybody kind of show up See, for us. And here's the here's herein lies the problem, TJ. This festering open wound, it ain't going anywhere because they don't have somebody running the show. I know. Mac has an interim boss. 
They haven't even posted a job opening for the AD job. Oh, man, that's not good. Yeah, that, that, nothing's changing anytime soon. And Mac, he's just it, – it's, it's like a chain reaction of animosity. The angrier he gets, the angrier they get each other, the worse they play. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just – it's cyclical. It really is. And, I, I mean, I, I don't think many folks expected them to win at Virginia, but it doesn't matter. Like, this is – this thing's gotten ugly. He's done. Yeah, it's almost not even fun to make fun of anymore. Almost. TJ brought up a good point, I thought, that at this point, and listening to the Mike Rutherford show yesterday might have put this into my head, but at this point it just seems like Louisville fans just want a team that tries. They they want a team that hasn't given up completely on the season, which is what you've gotten out of Louisville lately. They did fight back, you know. For yeah, yesterday. There, there was a chance they could have yeah. lost about 30 if they just completely give up. They showed a little bit of fight yesterday. I do. Th- I, I thought yesterday's Mike Rutherford show, if you have any free time today, I know you don't have to be a U of L fan. I thought that was a pretty candid conversation of just like, hey, w- this may be rock bottom, but we're not even 100% sure if this is actually rock bottom. They were honest with how far the basketball program is. They alluded to that like hey we we're kind of going the way of indiana like we are the way mm-hmm. of indiana um and how that can happen to program way what's that way worse yeah uh, indiana was never this low and indy i never remember four, you had a four win season justin it was six game six and 25 you had a six and 25 season. Follow, followed by 10 and 21 but it wasn't it wasn't ever a situation Just. where the team wasn't playing it wasn't ever a situation where the team is giving who up. Who cares? If you win 16 games in two years, who cares? Who cares if the team never gave up? That's horrible, Justin. Yeah, but there wasn't – my thing is there wasn't NCAA whatever behind okay. it. There wasn't – I mean, Louisville is just in such a worse spot than Indiana ever has been. I, I don't agree with that. But I it, the, the overall similarities of how once dominant programs can just poof, there is truth to that. And IU is coming back. It seems like you all have found a coach. We've been coming back for years. Several coaches. <laughs> and you're right, like even in the downward swings. But this is just a sport you get judged in in March. And UofL has won one tournament game in seven years. They've been they've missed, I think, four out of the last five tournaments, including the pandemic season, which is not at fault to their. They would have been in the tournament that year. No guarantee they would have won because MAC teams fall apart by February heading into March. But it was a pretty candid conversation about just how far things are. And then they started talking about new coaches and whatever. I still wish somebody would talk to Mike. He, he's, he is like playing both sides of the Kenny Payne. He's like, he's not my first choice, but if they end up bringing him in, I'll get behind it, which is understandable. That's a fair opinion to have. However, he keeps talking about how people he trusts says that Kenny Payne would be a terrible X and O coach. And it's just like, how can any of these people know? (laughs) He has never been a head coach before, and he refuses to acknowledge that point. And Trevor doesn't bring it up, of course, but he refuses to acknowledge that point that like, okay, I can understand people inside may say, yeah, I was an assistant with him. He's not great at X's and O's. Who knows if he could be a head coach? Who knows if he could be a good head coach? Nobody knows. Um, I hope Kenny Payne doesn't go to Louisville. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That I wouldn't like, Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't want it to happen. Him. I even though um, I love that now Bruce Pearl has become almost like the uh, Bruce Pearl ain't going to U of L. Uh, what's his name? Um, the Butler guy. It's Brad Stevens. Yeah, we haven't talked about Brad Stevens in Indiana enough recently. I've missed that. I, I feel like that's their uh, white whale because he had and 
I would almost invite that more so than I would invite Kenny Payne because I can really hate Bruce Pearl. I can't hate Kenny Payne. Yeah, Bruce Pearl's not going to UofL. No, no, he wouldn't. That was pre-Mike Woodson, by the way, that we wanted Stevens. Now we're good. Oh, oh, you're good now? No No. more Brad Stevens? We're good. Just give it a few years. Uh, (laughs) But, like, Louisville's reached a point where they're just catching strays from all over the place. Like, I just – Tweets from last night popping up. Iman Brennan, scoring 37 points against Texas Tech is like scoring 50 against most teams or 100 against Louisville. Because <laughs> they don't play any defense. They don't do anything. Uh, and I think the uh, Valvano made a good point last night. He's like, you know, if they didn't di- have like these stretches of like, I don't know, eight minutes where they just don't do anything, they actually played pretty competent basketball for about 70% of the game. But they have stretches where it's just like no points, turnovers, and just look what, lost. I they mean, look it's, lost. it's so bad, and I don't know. Like that's where th- in basketball, it's kind of like losing close games in football. A lot of it just comes down to coaching. You cannot have those long, long runs like that. I know it was a guy who put out um, a run tracking kind of stat that showed here's how reliant teams are on runs to win games, and it causes some of them to be streakier. You can see here that some of them are dominant, and these teams are just bad. Louisville is way in the bad category. Kentucky, kind of in the dominant category. And that, and there are some, like when I was listening to what I could of the Rutherford show yesterday, there, there were parts of me that were able to kind of bring it back to Kentucky. And that's one thing about Calipari teams is they do always fight. Even last year's team had no rebounders and were was debatably one of the worst teams in UK basketball history, and they never really gave up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, hell, they, Dante they, Allen had, what, 23 points in Mississippi State in that SEC tournament? Yes, and, I mean, and, truly, and, and truly God rest his soul, but Terrence Clark in just a nightmare season where he couldn't stay healthy – worked his ass off to get back to play on a team that was the worst team in yeah. the history of UK basketball. Yeah. Like, you know, UofL doesn't have anybody with NBA aspirations that Terrence Clark or B.J. Boston had last year. But you can question – you don't know where any of these – I don't know if you heard this part yesterday, Justin, where they were like, I've been told Locke is gone. Obviously Malik's gone. Jared West is gone. They mentioned seven players that they were like, I'm pretty sure these guys will not be on UofL's team next year. And – where, but they're not going to the NBA. Like they're, they're you know, I don't know. Maybe Locke will try out, get a G League team. Some, I don't know what Samuel Williamson's going to do. He has been one of the most overrated players in UVL basketball history with the way things have worked out there. But you never had to really question Kentucky's fight last year, despite them just completely sucking. Devin Askew, mm-hmm. debatably one of the worst starting point guards in the. I mean, certainly probably the worst. Ryan Harrow was better yeah. than Devin Askew. Well. He was. He was. But Devin Askew always fought. And as yeah. everybody was criticizing him and being sometimes borderline crossing the line and being just nasty, he still tried his butt off. That's one thing, and I know I, I get labeled a Calipari butt slapper just because I'm a realist more than anything else, but that's one thing about Calipari teams is they don't give up. They fight. That Yes, they could, they're, not, they're not immune to just terrible, stinky games. They have sometimes a throwaway game. But on the season – they always fight. And the difference, too, also, is when Calipari had, again, such a nightmare season last year, anybody that didn't have their head buried in the sand knew that the following year would be better. There's always a sense of optimism and hope in Kentucky basketball with John Calipari leading the charge, and that's not the norm, folks. 
That's not the norm. Other programs with great head coaches, they're in the same boat there. But you look at a program like Louisville, Kentucky's supposed biggest rival, and it's a complete disaster. Their players have quit. Mm -hmm. The fans aren't interested. Nobody shows up to any of the games. And while it was probably irresponsible, we did go into that SEC tournament last year saying, all right, Kentucky can certainly beat Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. And then... Can they beat Alabama? It's probably going to be a long shot. But what if Alabama has a terrible shooting night? If you get by Alabama, then you only need to win two more games to get in. Like, you had, and and it probably was misguided that that team wasn't going to win the SEC tournament as much as it was fun to dream. UVL fans can't dream. They can't wake up from a nightmare that has been going on for seven years. Really, maybe a little longer than that. So, perspective. Hashtag perspective <laughs> to come full circle on this. And that's and I'm not even trying to be mean or play rivalry or anything. It's just Louisville is a dead basketball program right now. And I think the I think every I you know, we do get on U of L media and kind of the fanboys from time to time having their head buried in the sand, but they all see it with Mac. I don't know if there's any I don't know if there's anybody left that's in well, his corner. And it's because of the way they play. Yeah, like if, totally, if, if and they, it's a if, way that he's kind of a jerk to everybody. Yeah, if they were at least playing hard defense and like getting on the floor and stuff, because th- there's obviously some talent problems offensively that they would run into, but they don't even look like they're they give a damn out there, Justin. And it's hard for it's hard for fans to rally around that. Yeah, it's hard to watch too. I mean, that watching Louisville, whew, it's tough. Oh, my friend took an it's alt tough. line, so I was really, yeah. I, I I was cheering. Uh, through him and uh, man, Virginia. They hit a big three at the end, win by twelve, and he had it at eleven. So, oh, big time, big time cover. Uh, both the guys yesterday said Virginia would win by twelve, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, um, it actually is impressive. You know, you know how sad it is for Louisville is the fact that I hopped on my sports book app yesterday. Mm-hmm. I could have got fifteen and a half points with Louisville. I was like, don't trust it. Don't <laughs> trust it, not one bit. That's sad. Uh, hey, would have won though. Conference game, you got fifteen and a half. Come on. Well, switching gears here, you know what's sad is the crappy on three rankings. What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> oh man, it's bad. Text lines. This is like your first go around being part of like a network. Yeah, uh, rivals. We dealt with this stuff frequently. So here, although I do have some takes here, I just. Okay. You and, and yeah, don't, don't worry. Nobody at on three is gonna get. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not listening games. right yeah. now. But my my big thing that I just they put way too much stock in the damn All Star game. Way too much stock. And but did they? Because Brown dropped, and they were talking. They were raving about his. Yeah, but they said he was inconsistent in practice. Which is. But didn't he win some award of like coolest dude there, sweetest moves? So like I could see crunchiest tunes. I could see them having some. Some reservations with Brown just because of you know some uh, off the field concerns. You know he got suspended for a few games this year, so maybe they're yeah. But you waiting. don't do that with rankings. But why are you? you waiting to drop until now? Yeah. Like like and and that's that's really the problem is when you say Keontae Goodwin is the 17th ranked player for a year, and you have him. I mean, in their first rankings with KSR as one of their only team sites, he's the 17th player in America. He stays there throughout all of their updates until he p- packs on a few pounds, and then they drop him 140 spots. <laughs> 140? Like, okay, 
Maybe. And I saw people talking nicely at him at the All-Star stuff. I know he had trouble with guys that were a little faster on the edge, but that's, you know, is that enough to drop him that many spots? 140? <laughs> like, that is insanity. So, do you want to know the truth? You can't say this stuff. You may not know this stuff. Shannon Terry knows the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's yeah. a businessman, folks. Yeah. And he did this stuff with Matt Elam in 24-7 where he had this wild ranking there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff with Al. You know, he's also kind of an Alabama guy, um, but he is selling subscriptions. Yeah. He's selling subscriptions, and I don't doubt that the fact that KSR is not a subscription-based website. You all were new to the scene. A lot of UK targets were really high in the rankings. People got super excited about them, but you're also not a subscription site. So we're not going to get so other go, ones. Yeah. yeah other, other one. And while they're growing, they're trying to get on the same level as rivals in 24 seven. And they're off to just an amazing start. I, I do think the rankings pages, the website, I think it's all clean, easy to use Big fast. Uh, it's if, good stuff, but the best way you can keep getting noticed is if you have the Texas A&M site say, Oh, look at on three has four of our commits in the top, blah, blah, blah. Or you mm-hmm. go to Michigan as they try to grow their, you know, you go to programs that are willing to spend money on subscription based services, pull them away from the rivals in 24 seven. Shannon Terry is no dummy. He started rivals, turned it into a huge success, started 24 seven, turned it into a huge success. Now he's doing it with on three. And again, he is no dummy. I don't care so much about rankings, but man, some of those were head scratching. Man, and it's just guys, we because when you when you make such a dramatic move too, it's like some person in my replies. There's a lot of people roasting them, but it's like you either were wrong the first time or you're wrong now. Like there's no in between for a, for that significant drop that late. Yeah, with like, nothing but all star games. Yeah, there's and how many of those players didn't play in all star games? You know, it's not it, like there's all star games that have 300 players playing in them. Right. Do you, so he's worse than the guys who weren't exactly. Good to make the exactly. Game. That was like, my yeah. whole thought. The whole thing is like Barry, Barry and Brown was noted as being the outstanding star of a practice. Probably one the day. second best receiver at. And you're right. <laughs> the they whole did. Game. You're right. They did say he had some days that he wasn't as good. But if you win the day, how do you drop behind people that aren't even there? <laughs> I don't. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, and you're it, not a bad employee for wondering the same stuff. It. It just. It just. Like guys. You know, like this is your your first impression. You only get one chance to do it, and with your first class, you're you're doing the same old stuff. Like, come on, it's just hey, it's a business. It's uh, and that's at the end hey, of the day. Hey, but you know what? Business is booming at KSR. We have nothing to do. I have no <laughs> zero personal input into the rankings. Somebody's I, uh, replied to the big dog saying that you may have been really responsible. That's <laughs> all that floating I, around. I, I, what I do, I do wish that Jack had some input in the basketball rankings because some of those, like, I haven't checked out the basketball oh, ones they, yet, and I, it is like I, I'm so far away from basketball recruiting that I probably couldn't have really a super hot take on them. I don't have a hot take really on the football ones, but I agree with you that it's just such an eye popping drop. It's hey, like what the hell could have happened? If you want to see some real rankings, look up those uh, transfer portal rankings. They're, uh, I actually looked at those. Do you not like those? See where Tavian Robinson is? Wasn't he pretty far down? Yeah, like an all ACC guy is. Yeah. Like the 59th receiver. And then I couldn't find... <laughs> In the portal. I couldn't find Baker on the list. Was he not even ranked? He was, he was like 37th. It's oh, like, okay. He's the best receiver that's been in the portal? And he's... What? I, yeah, I, I kind of went through it, and I, I don't even know if I saw Baker. I may have missed him. But I was like, just kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling for Robinson. I was like, I thought, folks... I thought this was pretty hot commodity. <laughs> I know. That's what I mean. So, like... 
in in general, um, I try not to let a rankings number get too worked up. The key is having if if they're in just that general range, that four and five star range of talent. That's what you want. That that kind of blue chip. We know that he's a top three hundred player. That's that's kind of the 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 bar. You 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 want to have guys that are above that. Um, so I, I try not to make it too significant. It's still Kentucky's highest rated recruiting class ever, no matter what the other outlets do. The I, I think Rivals is putting theirs out today, twenty four seven tomorrow. But like, I, I I understand that there's a this is a very rare um, deal where the All Star games are one of the only forums where you get to see all these players in one place. It's a freaking All Star game, like you have five days. Yeah, <laughs> I mean now. I know. I'm take that seriously. And, it's a I, and, shoot, and so you can... theoretically, they're also going up against the best players in their class. So even if somebody stumbles a little bit, it still theoretically is going up against the best yeah. that they're going to go up against until they, you know, and, you know play old they, dudes. Exactly. But goodness gracious, um, I, I all it's certainly not. You know, some people get way way too invested in it, but this one was kind of worth mentioning and bringing up and. Um, Especially when we were on the Keontae, like there was a Keontae Goodwin story, you know, every other day there for a few months. Mm-hmm. But now that he's not a story anymore, he's 140th. It's, it's pretty easy to read through that. You know what and I mean? The, like, the Wagner guy jumped up in the rankings, I believe. Yeah, we got a Notre Dame site. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, Wag- way- I think Wagner's going to be a great, great college football player. Right, but it's just. Right. It, it you, you just would w- love some rationale about how so many people can drop so far and then other people. Like, what what changed for you? I do think uh, we're about ready to snake a couple guys, though. Oh. Um, that, that Spiegelman guy, the LSU Rivals guy, Louisiana Rivals guy, Texas. I have a feeling he's going to come over. He said he's quitting the other day. I think we're going to get a South Carolina site, too. Wow. So I, I like reading those message boards. and that's, that's one thing that is nice about being a national site now, TJ. I go on the other boards just to read angry fan posts. Like Florida fans, they did not take Javon Baker to Kentucky very well. Message boards are fun. <laughs> they are pretty hilarious. They're they, a dangerous rabbit hole. Yeah. You, have, you, have the you, smartest man in, you could you could have the smartest man in America with somebody who didn't finish sixth grade just going at it yeah. with each other. <laughs> and not that the person that the smartest man in America is right. You, you know, like they could be just as wrong in a certain situation and nobody would have any idea. It, it really is just this anonymous and it sometimes can be pretty toxic and disgusting. Well, and the funny thing it is, can is be entertaining. it doesn't affect you at all, but for whatever reason, you're like, I got to know more. I got to know how this ends with, with the, <laughs> the dean and the old man. Uh, unless, like, unless <laughs> the thread is TJ Walker, great tweet. Well, that, <laughs> now that is a good thread. What, what that what tweet it was in reference to? Just when people were wanting Calipari gone last year. And uh, I was just having to like defend his resume, which was mm-hmm. very bizarre time in UK fan. But that's message boards for you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the way that oh, it goes. You know who's given some message board fodder? Oh, yeah? John Calipari on his coach's show last night. Absolutely. That's such a good tease. I was going to do it the same, and you just you, you knocked it out of the park. You did it better than I ever could. We got to talk about it because John Calipari's got folks in a frenzy. We'll come back. This is Kentucky Roll Call oh, on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, Jay Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen.
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. I don't work within the exact boundaries of the law because I wasn't consulted when the laws were made. Anyone got any locks today? Let me know. Seven straight overs in Mississippi State games. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So does that mean... Two to go under. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But there's a lot of interesting lines today, ones that I don't really quite understand. Michigan State getting five and a half at Illinois, which, again, you know, Illinois is a good team. I think Michigan State's overrated for what it's worth, but five and a half seems like a lot in that game. Um, Duke 11 and a half versus Clemson at home. You'd think they would cruise. It's worth noting that Kofi might still be out for Illinois. Mm. I was wondering. He was, out, in that, he was yeah. out when they got killed against Maryland. So is he out or not? It's a great question. Okay. Man, every time I hear Kofi, I go back to that Pokemon. Kofi! You know, I actually had a take regarding Kofi is I still just don't know why John Calipari didn't add another frontcourt player. Because he wants to play Shaden Sharp. Well, uh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. But, like, you know, remember Walker Kessler was rumored to go to Kentucky? Mm-hmm. But... Oscar being there kind of scared him away. And then Garrison Brooks, who Kentucky will see tonight, he was kind of rumored maybe to go to Kentucky. Oh, I forgot Garrison Brooks went there. Yeah. DJ he, Jeffries also well, Mississippi he, State Bulldog. I will talk Isn't about Garrison him. Brooks the name of the guy in Big Daddy? I don't think the so. The social office worker? Oh, it is Brooks, I think. Oh, is I thought it? it? I thought it was Garrison. <laughs> you may be right. <laughs> no, you're thinking of Mr. Garrison. <laughs> <laughs> I got to look that up now. It'd be really funny if he somehow remembered that. Yeah, I don't know. For whatever reason, that name's sticking out to me. As not a basketball player. Let's see, Big Daddy. No, I don't. It's gonna take too long. I, to I could out. understand some apprehension with Kessler. Apparently, his dad's a real piece of work. Oh loves, yeah, uh, loves just talking all the time. Very, very talkative. Arthur Brooks. Oh, God. <sighs> so damn close. it. Um, I didn't know that about him. Yeah, yeah. And then of course, Kofi was another name that was rumored. I just feel like if you add. Any one of those guys. And Garrison Brooks has just been – he's been good for, for Mississippi State, but he hasn't been – you know, he, well, he's not at the same level of the other two that I mentioned. But if I just feel like if you added one more person. Maybe Cal just knew that Oscar was going to be the best rebounder to ever rebound. And the thing is, if you did bring in anybody else, Oscar doesn't have the numbers that he yeah. has. And part of the reason he got somewhat – he wasn't overly happy at, at West Virginia was he was splitting minutes and sitting on the bench more. And uh, you, I – think also he just didn't want to be in Morgantown, but that that probably played a role, and I think Calipari did want to keep Oscar happy. But I I think about what it takes to win it all, and of course a great deal of luck plays into it, but if you feel like you have one of the best front courts in the country, that goes a long way. I think Kentucky has one of the better back courts in the country. I don't know if I'd say the best, but one of the better ones. And they have a good front court. They have a great front court, but it's not the best front court. It's not in the conversation for the best front court. And so I think that is an area of weakness that Calipari could have addressed. But I digress because we want to talk about maybe another addition to this team, not necessarily on the front court, although some small ball, potentially. Hmm? Shadon, big topic of conversation yesterday on the John Calipari Coaches Show, Nick Roush. Yeah, and um, he was a big topic of conversation during the – press conference earlier in the day with Orlando Antigua and Jacob Toppin. So uh, it's just funny how it went from not play him until he's ready, not play him until he's ready. Kyle Tucker yeah, no. put something out Sunday that says, 
When will he play? Well, when Will Levis' teammates started demanding that he'd play, maybe he needs his teammates to want him to play. And then what does Cal do? Goes on his coach's show and says, these guys are looking around like, hey, we need to play this guy. But you know, I got to make sure he's okay. It's like, well, so Cal, Cal you're, you're telling us he's going to play. Didn't Cal also have a tweet that was along the lines like, he hasn't even fully practiced. And then he fully practiced yesterday. And the, it was the first practice where people were like, oh my gosh, you got to play this guy. But you also have quotes from other players talking about like, you know, how, how he's looked so good. The whole thing. I just am of the belief that he has been practicing with the team well, for, for the, a little while. Yeah, no, he's been practicing, but Toppin said he hadn't run 5-on-5. Five five. Yesterday was the first day where they actually let him go 5-on-5. Five five. And I was actually trying to do the math. I was like, do they have enough good people to do it? And I think if, if Wheeler and Ty Ty didn't practice, then they had to play him just to be able to go 5-on-5. Five five. You don't normally also do, do that during the season. You Not know, a lot of it, it, yeah. Mostly it's just kind of like you're working in half court but or you, you're staying loose and – if you did just even run through your sets, though, you know what I mean? Like, you would have, like, a f- – that part would be five on five, even if you're just kind of going through the motions, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I would I would consider that. But I guess maybe they're saying, like, live action scrimmage That's true. or something yeah, like you're, that. You're but, not doing that during the season. But regardless, the confusion all around it, now players want him to play. And people want him on the floor. And, and it, it seems like Calipari wants him on the floor. And that's such a weird turn because this entire time it's been Cal pushing back against him playing, pushing back against him playing. And then last night he was just like, you know what? Let's do it. That's, that's essentially what he was signaling. And that's what I thought as well. Man, crazy. You know what else he said during his coach's show? Uh, took I, some shots at Auburn. I thought this is pretty funny. What's that? Play the clip. Again, that. Uh, you do understand, like you saw, they charged the court. I'm not being disrespectful, but they charged the court, shirts off, doing the, and it's not a big game. Okay. I hate to see them when they play in a big game. Oof. Take your shorts off, maybe. <laughs> Cal hates Pearl. He everything, hates so everything that people said about Cal and Patino is actually Cal and Pearl. It's actually Cal and Pearl, dude. That's and, because Pearl is the cheater, and like people love him for being a cheater. And, and Cal, Cal, yeah, he gets labeled as a cheater. He's never got caught cheating. Yeah, yeah. There's truth to it. Um, and I, you know, Pearl on the coaching circuit, he's not liked by other coaches because of what he did. He snitched on other coaches mm-hmm. and then it kind of came back around and bit him in the ass. And Cal does not like Bruce Pearl. And I think that's a good thing. I think Cal needs a healthy rival and Pearl's got it rolling at Auburn. And I think it only will elevate Cal. And I, it's, I'm sure that really bugged Cal that they lost and that he didn't have some of his point guards for a good Good chunks of that game on Saturday, but I loved that quote. That's Cal Perry's <laughs> villain, and Take I hope these up. I hope these two play each other in the SEC tournament. Just, just imagining it from a practical matter, like we won the game, <laughs> the, the, we're throwing our shorts in the stands. And, I, and if I was an Auburn fan, like why wouldn't you just come out and be like, "Yeah, it's a huge game. Kentucky is the I benchmark of college basketball, that. and we are finally in the hunt, and we just beat you all, and we're pumped about it." Like, what is wrong with admitting that? You're, you've if, never if been Kentucky beat Duke to start the season. History. I would have been over the moon happy. Yeah, now they're number one for the first time in program history. If you didn't see the updated AP, Kentucky stayed put at 12, which, mm-hmm. you know, I'm all right with, I guess. Should you move up for having a one-in-one week? I don't really care. Whatever. Uh, and they'll get a chance to 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 
probably tournament teams this week, including a top five team on the road on Saturday. Really quickly, I do want to keep talking about Shadon Sharp and all that good stuff, but is Kansas the only team in America that could make one field goal in double overtime and still win the game? Yeah, they made one they field goal because they shoot a bajillion free throws. Free throws. Yeah. And the free throw count ended up being, I think they only shot like six or eight more than, than uh, oh, Texas Tech. Man. But double overtime, they make one field goal, and they win by three. Whatever, <laughs> so whatever is in Fog Allen Fieldhouse that intoxicates officials into blindly it's when they just do the handing the game. Thing. They that, do the swaying thing. I it think just, that it's, puts a them in, it's a trance, puts them in a daze, and then it's just whistle after it, whistle it, after could whistle. Bottle that up. I mean. And I love that every UK fan is just getting so far ahead of Saturday's bad officiating. Oh, they're just like, Because yes. either we're going to be right, and it's going to be a poorly officiated game because that's college basketball on the road. And hopefully, of course. you know, I say hopefully. I don't want Kentucky to get a beneficial whistle. The Bucks got to start somewhere, and I'm a big enough man, no big deal, to admit that I, I don't want Kentucky to benefit from phantom foul calls. I just hate when it happens to Kentucky on the road. So either it's going to happen, and every Kentucky fan will be like, well, we saw this for weeks, or it doesn't. And that probably means Kentucky wins. Because I think Kentucky's better than Kansas. I, th- I do. I think Kentucky has a better matchup at every position except for one. And so they should take care of business. But before they do that, Man. it'll be Mississippi State. Do we see Sharp on the floor tonight? Yes. I think so, too. If you, t- tonight's the night. There's not a better time for it. Um, <laughs> especially when you consider that tonight. Ty Ty Washington, I would just say, no, he's, he's probably going to be a scratch. Um, severe Wheeler. I think he's going to play. If he was good enough to come back and play, why wouldn't he play tonight? Maybe he'd play him less minutes. I don't know. Um, Cal did not provide any insight as to whether either of the two practiced yesterday. He just said that. He joked that he hadn't seen either one. Yeah, which I, he did. I, I appreciated that. He's like, oh, I haven't seen him today. And he was like, no, I'm not going to read you my scouting report. I'm sure the gamblers are mad. But uh, Mince and Grady have, did run some point yesterday. But I think that, like, just all of the things are coming together for Shaden Sharp to, excuse me, Shadon Sharp to uh, make his debut tonight. Debut. <laughs> He's a Canadian. You're just, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're tipping your cap It also to him. would be nice too. like, I want him to play so we can hear from him. Never heard him talk once. Well, he did that little thing with CJ Frederick. You didn't watch it. Yeah, you didn't watch it. watch it. Maybe if you were to watch it, they'd make him available. Folks can get upset at what Calipari said regarding, you know, scouting report, blah, blah, blah. It is true, though. Like, I wish he'd just say that every time. Yeah. Is that like, listen, we know what's going on, but we're not going to give them the the benefit of the doubt if they have to prove. I haven't seen him thing just just drives me nuts. Sure. And it's just, you know, but it's what he just said. Like, he joked about it, but he did the same stuff. You know, it's overall the same message. I'm not telling you. I'm I'm just not going to tell you. that I get why folks, but, like, that's one of the things about this fan base that I wish was slightly better is just the nuance of, like, he's saying that. It's he's it's a lie. He's just telling you that he's not going to tell you what's up with him. Well, all right. And, and I think what it was is we've no, we've the, um, the we'll see from Stoops has become more palatable than the I haven't seen him. <laughs> because it's just like because the the we'll see is much less like hey uh, I don't know you just feel like you, you, he's treating you like an idiot whenever he gives a I don't know haven't haven't seen him I understand that I just wish folks didn't feel that way because yeah. all he's doing is just not wanting to tip his hand of just who's give healthy him a who's yeah. not healthy and you know honestly I think you could make a case that him talking up sharp as much is also just a way of Mississippi State being like. 
throw him in your scouting report too. Just in case you see him, you got to tell your players what he may or may not do. So spend a little time on that if y'all don't mind. Now, I do actually think we probably will see him today. I don't think we'll see Ty Ty. Uh, this is all guessing, though. It's not obviously inside information. And I think Wheeler will be just fine. And it'll be the Wheeler show. And I think Wheeler's probably going to end up with double digit assist as well. But I think we see Sharp. How much of him, I don't know. Um, I still disagreed with some of Calipari's quotes. I, I want to see if I can pull them up real quick. Um, talking just about Sharp and as he if said like, he's basketball stepped... is this. Well, well, the the quotes that Antigua had were talking about kind of the details and the nuances of the game. And I'm sure to an extent there is, especially defensively, you've got to be able to anticipate at a much higher speed than you did at the previous level. You could just out-talent guys in a lot of circumstances. So I, I'm sure there's a part of it, but Cal said something along the lines of, well, when he's in, we can only run this and this. And it's like, how much are you – I mean, we know the plays by watching you play week by week. There are sets and there are plays. And but, there like, are, I don't know how complex it is that he can't figure it out in a week. It's not – yeah, it's not physics. Uh, he it's said, like running off the down screens and stuff. Like, come on. He says, if he does play at this point, you have to do really simple stuff. Just let him do what he does best, and that's score the ball. Oh, oh, okay. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, works for me. I think you should maybe do that with everybody. <laughs> Let them score the ball. And I just refuse to believe that, like, yes, could he have a bad matchup defensively? He's a 6'6 athletic freak that takes, you know, three-yard strides laterally. Yeah. He'll be okay. He can jump out the gym. If he gets beat, guess what? He's going to make it up with his link and probably mm-hmm. pin it on the backboard. It, it reminds me of, uh, gosh, Stokes at Tennessee. It's tying a shoe. Can't, can't stretch. Just look at him. Look at he's walking. He's chewing gum. Everybody. Well, Whoa. And I think the biggest thing that stood out in all of it, though, is he just kept saying he needs reps. He needs reps. He needs reps. Where are you going to get reps? Thank you. Not in practice because you're not doing five on five in practice. You're not scrimmaging. It's in the middle of the season. If he needs reps, he's got to get him in the game. That's the only. That's the only option. I did see a very bad take of like, I wonder if Cal's just scared to go in there and dominate, and then people will worry why wasn't he playing sooner. No, no, no. Two weeks is plenty of time to act like. I have no expectations for him. None. I don't have any. I don't expect him to go out there and dominate. I expect him to go out there and probably be pretty po home and then just get pulled. But who cares? That's not gonna. That's not gonna decimate Kentucky's chances of beating Mississippi State. It's all bonus. Whatever you get from him, I agree. And I, I do think that it is somewhere in between. Like, he's not going to go out and be awesome. Um, if as someone reminded me, like, John Wall came in that first game. He was suspended, comes in for his first game against Miami of Ohio, and he wasn't great in that game, but he hit. He had that big moment. He hits the buzzer beater. Like, I could see Sharp being kind of ho-hum, and, but he has, like, one amazing dunk and then hits a big three at the end that, you know, helps Kentucky pull away or something like that. I could see that being kind of the start where you're not going to be consistently good your first time out on the floor. There's going to be some awkward moments out there, um, but why don't play through it? Like the, the the time to play through to get the reps, the time's now. The time is now. I'd love to see it. Will be fun if he goes out there. I think he can help, but I don't expect him to be this all star. But maybe if you get him going now, come March. And I do want to see some small ball four guard lineups when you get a chance. That'd be kind of neat. Like that's one thing I wish. I wish Calipari would just 
put stuff out there and we could see it not work. And then we know like, okay, well, let's not try it. You know, besides maybe some matchups or lineups that we've seen, but like, you know, let go, go play four ball. And guess what? Four guard, small ball. If you get killed on the boards, we've got eyeballs. Mm-hmm. We'll know it. We'll see it. And then you fix it and you'll try something different. If you play four guards with Oscar, you're not going to miss rebounds. You shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't. And also, if Sharp's one of those guys, he's he should be able to go up and get some rebounds. Yeah, the kicker now is is can you do it without Tata being one of those guards? That that could be. You know, it, it makes it a little different. I guess if it, but you could have Wheeler, Grady, Mintz, and Sharp. Yeah, that let's would see, have to be the four. You know, let's and then you got. Or, I, I don't or, know if Sharp's or, a great shooter, but tonight Dante Allen. We know how much he hates Mississippi State. On. I, I think you got to give Dante just a little, you a have few to. more minutes. He's, if if he, Ty Ty's healthy? No, no, tonight, okay. Mississippi State. He has a personal, he scores 23 points every time he plays in Mississippi State. 23 exactly. That UK <laughs> Mississippi hilarious. State regular season game in oh Starkville was one of like the more enjoyable. Dumb wa- wins. Yeah. It was <laughs> so dumb. Just every time he'd catch the ball, everybody would be like, oh my gosh, oh, he's going to shoot, make it. And then he'd made it. And then he did it again. <laughs> and Bruiser and then was he coaching. Did it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was just an absolute wild game. A lot of fun. Uh, what also is fun is to go to Salsaritas when you're hungry. And I went there with my mother for lunch yesterday. It was delicious. It was nutritious. And we had a great time. And you can do that as well at one of their two locations in Middletown or St. Matthews. Downloaded the app and I scanned and got a lot of points and that was exciting. I got some blue Powerade, which was great. And my mom got the chicken quesadilla, just cheese was oozing out each and every bite. She gave me one of her four pieces, no big deal. I got the taco salad, great, fresh. You don't have the weird looking lettuce that you find at some of the other places. Oh, yeah. And you're like, where'd they get that from? And then we split some chips and some delicious hot spicy salsa, and you can have yourself a nice lunch, get it for dinner for the cats tonight. You'll get some extra chips potentially. You know, you'll eat dinner probably before nine, I would imagine. But late night snack once the game starts, mm. some chips and salsa from Salsaritas. Your mom eats the hot salsa? She does. I'm and she she mentioned and she was like, This is the hot, right? And I was like, Yeah, and I, I was like, pretty spicy, right? She was like, Yeah, I don't think she would probably get it again, but she certainly didn't cry about oh, okay. it. Oh, okay. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but maybe she would get it again. She was eating, you know, we she, I made sure she, she went back for more. I was making sure she wasn't double dipping or anything like that, but she did go back for more. Let yeah. her know. Medium's much better. Suck it, scooter. Yeah, it's not much better. Ooh, speaking of suck it. Can I read something? Yes. If you Sick brag. Louisville loses four games by double-digit margins within a five-game span for the first time since losing by 15, 16, 37, and 15 to Western Kentucky, Alfred Holbrook, Evansville, and Kentucky Wesleyan. I used to smoke pot with Alfred Holbrook. <laughs> 1940. <laughs> Alfred Holbrook? The perfect How response. Yeah, who the hell is Alfred Holbrook? I think uh, he's brothers with John Hopkins. <laughs> Kelly Dickey is Sloan the Kettering. Corey Price of... UofL, where he gets like all of these like really good stats. And the really good stats this year are just like, Louisville hasn't been this bad since our grandparents were alive. It's bad. Was the 37 point loss to Alfred Holbrook? Uh, Evansville. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Evansville jokes on you now, losers. <laughs> Who is Alfred Holbrook? He's got he had to be like a nerd, right? War general. Yeah, there's a good. 
It's a good war general name. Yeah, I feel like though, like uh, schools would be more likely to be named after like an academic of some sorts. Was he a scientist? Librarian. American educator. Ah, yeah, <laughs> somewhere in between. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff on Alfred Holbrook. Never a bad time for a stepbrother's quote, though. That's for sure. Watched uh, also in between commercials yesterday of the U of L game. Wedding Crashers, just still, just one of the all-timers. Holds up each and every time. Wait, so you were flipping over during commercials of the Louisville game to watch Wedding Crashers? That's what I said. And you flipped back to the Louisville game? I did. That's some commitment. I probably would have kept it on Wedding Crashers. Yeah, there may be a few times I went a little long, <laughs> flipped it back, and had missed some action of the game. That could happen for sure. Uh, get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. When we return after this break, we will open up the text line. We'll talk about it. We'll talk more X's and O's of basketball with UK versus Mississippi State this evening, 9 o'clock, late game at Rupp Arena. Probably no Ty Ty Washington, although don't know that for sure. Would be uh, awesome if he was playing, but you just kind of cross your fingers and hope maybe you can get him at Kansas. But we'll come back. We'll talk about all those things and more on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. A replay of the show goes 9 to 11 on Big X Sports Radio, and you can listen anytime by downloading the podcast wherever you get your podcast, Leave us a rating and review. And rate and review some cornbread hemp, Roush. Did you know that cornbread hemp is anti-COVID? Yeah, I did. There was a study yesterday that revealed that uh, CBD oil uh, consumed orally helps stop the replication of COVID cells in human bodies, a.k.a. if you catch COVID, take some cornbread hemp, boom. Get really, out of here quicker. It, it really can help. Yeah, yeah. And so, in more ways than just COVID. Exactly. Daily aches and pains, trouble sleeping at night. I was rolling around in bed last night. Should have popped in some cornbread hemp, but dumb, dumb Nick wasn't thinking on a Monday night. Don't be a dumb, dumb like me. Go to cornbreadhemp.com. Use the promo code BIGX. You'll get 30% off your order at checkout. Just something nice to keep handy. Something nice to keep handy, especially like... COVID, it's been going around. Nice little on-hand remedy. That vitamin C, vitamin D, CBD from Cornbread Hemp. Remember, Big X promo code, going to save you a lot of cash, but it's a product that is worth it. If you're anxious, you get worked up just, over things, you're stressed out about work, this or that, just take it. You, you may not even notice the results, except you just are a little less stressed out. Your aches are a little less achy. Your pains are a little less painy. That's cornbread hemp. Text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I, I think we should we should uh, maybe get to this text line. Yeah. Uh, 
the show's going to end today, a little after nine. We're going to figure out who the sports figure of the year is. Will it be TJ's choice or will it be Nick's? Bum, bum, bum. Well, I, I haven't even seen it'll. I bet, I bet it'll be Wandell. Okay. Even though I didn't vote, that wasn't my, my pick. I hope I'm right. You, you, do you think you will be, though? I think I will be. My guess is you probably will be, but. Although I've seen like some of the people that have already shared their ballots, they're like, they've got Sydney ahead of Wandale and a lot of that I've seen. So we'll see. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I hadn't noticed that. Um, all right, hold on, Justin. I'm going to send you something. I need you to get it. You get, need you to get it locked up. Got it. While you do that. And just Play from do the it. beginning? Do, do it. No. I said start. I, I, put, I put where to start it. There we go. Gotcha. All right. First text. Did Jeff Procoro ruin the Tom Leach call of the walk-off win over Missouri? You hear part of that clip in the show. I have begged Trevor, please put the entire clip on the show. Jeff Procoro makes this call. Yes. He doesn't ruin squat. He, he, he and adds I, you know, to it. Here it is. Yards for the win for Kentucky. Now Snell shifts to the right of Wilson. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! I was waiting for the signal! I didn't need a signal. (laughs) That's awesome. See, the the I didn't need the signal is what makes the call, and of course Trevor leaves that part out. But you do hear Tom... After or you hear Jeff kind of giggle and say Tom, uh, <laughs> because he know he knows he shouldn't have done that. He knows that he stepped on the call a little bit, but he he does. He makes up for it with the signal comment, and mm-hmm. it ends up being this perfect, fun little oh, clip man. that should definitely be in our intro, but we only have the part of it. But that little giggle from play it one more play it. Can you play it one more time? Oh. The little giggle from Jeff. Of him going, Tom, because he knows, like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have done that. I jumped the gun a little bit, but it's true. He didn't need a signal. Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad, touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. (laughs) I was waiting for the signal. I didn't need a signal. And it's like the yell, it's still screaming Leach on, I was waiting for the signal. And it's kind of like a sassy little Bukoro that comes back and says, you know, fires back that he didn't need it. It's a good, it's a good call. It's a good clip. It's one of my favorite UK audio football plays. Um, you know, probably you don't get those a ton in football walk-offs. Yeah. It's very you get rare. them more in basketball, last mm-hmm. second shots, and you you know you heard Justin's you typically call just last has week. To happen in overtime. Yeah, I mean, that is a rare exception to that rule. That was an awesome call. That one, and then uh, ding dong, the streak is dead. That was another great. That one. was a gosh, that one was awesome. Um, man, I I was I was uh, I didn't get too reflective, but I realized like oh. This is right around when I started at KSR, so I went back and looked, and it, the the first post I, I wrote as a as a wee little college intern was ten years ago, last week, and I was just thinking, man, Joker Phillips was coaching that team. They were so bad. Man, they were so they bad. They were, and it was just, I gosh, do- the starters weren't good, but then even the depth was worse. It was yeah. just it was a program was in just such a to bad. Think spot. about how far. The football programs come. What all has been accomplished on the basketball court? National championships, Final Fours. 
been a fun 10 years. Been a fun ride. And two New Year's Day Bowls, two 10-win seasons. Previously yep. only had Just what, build the two? statue. Build the because we don't want them to leave. We need to make sure it's a big statue, too. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not disproportionate. Cannot make it a small statue. A texture on the Thornton text line says, I'm usually on the same page as you all, but your takes on Sharp are just wrong. You can't throw a player out there without being ready. Entertainment for us, yes. Team chemistry is more important and making sure you don't just look desperate. I don't know if I think this I think this texture is probably referencing just doing that in the Auburn game and not just in general. But I also don't know like th- those two things are non-exclusive with one another. You can't throw a player out with being ready, team chemistry. Like that has nothing to do with I am so sick of freaking tim- team chemistry. It's a game of basketball. Put the kid in, let him play. He's good. It's also like well, we don't basketball's know if he's a good. pretty one-on-one sport. That's what makes it so hard to predict and sometimes discuss because like, oh, they just hit shots tonight. Analysis. It's kind of how the game goes, you know? A lot of times. I mean, like, like Ochabi, or I, I got, I can't, I'm not going to be able to say his name by Saturday, so I'm just going to butcher it every single time. He had what, 37 last night? Yeah. 36? Yeah. Dude just went off. That happens. It's basketball. It is funny the Remy guy that transfers from Arizona State is like coming off the bench. He was, I think, maybe the leading scorer in the Pac 12 last season. Him or uh, a Jinko who left Arizona, and now Arizona's like a top three team. Yeah, they're, they're giving two points at. You, two and a half points at UCLA tonight. That would be a take, fun one. I'm taking the UCLA money game. 11 o'clock game, Justin. I won't watch it. It's how be, ridiculous is that? Yeah, yeah well, ridiculous. do that YouTube thing that I tell you about. Wake up in oh, the morning yeah. and you watch like the 20 minute YouTube package that they have. Good call. But that's not 11 o'clock game. I thought 9 o'clock was bad. Of course, out there it's a different time because that's how time zones work. You, you learn about that on KRC very frequently. <laughs> time zones. <laughs> Time zone talk. But, yeah, uh, just one more thing to the Thornton's texter. Our whole point, though, is even if you're right, what is the harm in that? What What is the harm if he goes out there and he wasn't ready against Auburn? You take him out. There's no rule that once you put somebody in a game, you have to keep him in X amount of minutes or play him X amount of times. And if you're talking about maybe, well, if you put him in there, it could have ruined the team chemistry – then that means the team chemistry is probably pretty frail as is, yeah, and there's bigger I, issues to worry about. I, but I don't get that with this team. The big, the biggest reason, like, there is a strong culture, maybe even more so than normal within this program because of the amount of veterans on the team and the amount of guys that went through dog crap a year ago that have had to learn how to fight through adversity to win. You saw that last week at Texas A&M. And after the game, Jacob Toppin and um, man, who's the other guy we had after the game? He was on the team last year. Um, Davion Mintz. They were both like, "Yeah, this is." I don't know how many times we lost this game last year, mm-hmm. but we've we've found a way to persevere. When you've got like a strong nucleus like that, throwing one guy in there is not going to send them in a downward spiral, especially if the guy's any good. If he's bad and he's taking minutes, that's one thing. But I think Cal has enough awareness. Uh, Orlando brought that up. He's like, Cal is conscious and aware enough to know like when to feel the time is right. And and you know what? Maybe some of it, TJ, was like, all right, I'm going to give it at least a two-week window. I don't know if the injury to Ty Ty has sped up along the process. You would think. But it should. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think the guys on the team 
were aware enough to know that, like, oh, gosh, this offense isn't the same without Ty Ty in the game. Maybe Sharp can give them a little something as a creator. Um, you know, you don't expect him to be playing on that level right away. But even just a little something, just to to force the defense to keep him honest, I, I think can go a long way. Yep. I would hope. Uh, and you're going to need Wheeler to step up, too. Assuming Ty Ty is going to be out, you're going to need him to uh, – he's doing a good job knocking down wide open shots. Let's hope that continues. But – Keep facilitating, breaking down Mississippi State's defense, and let's hope that Kentucky is a little bit more uh, hot from outside than they are generally on the road, but tonight's not on the road. It's at Rupp Arena, which is weird. Seems like in Calipari teams, they usually shoot a little worse at home and knock down some shots uh, on the road, but this team more comfortable at Rupp Arena. Mississippi State is a solid team, but certainly a team Kentucky should beat, and I really consider them all intents and purposes, a, a one-man show. People forget Rocket Watts, the former Michigan State UL wow. recruit, is playing there. Remember when he went in the portal and people were like, just so desperate to not have Devin Askew, they thought that Rocket Watts could be a decent addition for Kentucky? Well, and L was like, no, we can't have Devin Askew. He's horrible, but, but they we really want wanted Rocket Watts. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. That was pretty funny. Man, they do have some, some familiar names on this Mississippi State squad, but like you said, kind of a – one man show, especially without Tolu Smith. I mean, that, that guy. Cha- yeah, that changes things. That, for them. that guy would have bothered Oscar because he he's another one of those lengthy guys who can block shots. Without him, um, he he hurt his knee. He's not going to need surgery, but he's considered week to week. Without him, I feel like this is a game where Oscar eats. You put DJ Jeffries on him. Yeah, and supposedly that game last year really bothered Oscar because Kentucky just got annihilated on the glass, and he just had oh, to sit yeah. there and watch and know that he's going to make a difference. So weirdly, I think this game like means something to him, uh, which is cool, and look forward to seeing what he does about that. Brooks and Jeffries are bodies that can be physical with him, but with a, maybe a slightly more favorable whistle at home, I think Oscar's going to have a big game. And then Molinar, you just got to – you. you you can play off of him a little bit. He's not the best outside shooter, but he's an awesome scorer. He's going to try to get inside. He tries to get to the line. I don't I don't love the matchup here for Kentucky because Kentucky doesn't really have – like this is – Ty Ty would probably guard him and I think do an okay job. I don't know who you put on him. I get Maybe Mince probably because he's a bigger guy. I think he's 6'4". Yeah. I don't know if you do Wheeler on, on Molinar. So that's going to be interesting. I Similar to uh, – oh, what game was it recently? Wasn't the Auburn game? And uh... no, no, it wasn't even before Tennessee. Anyways, Molinar is going to get his. Make it tough for him. Make him earn it. That's fine. But the focus should just be on it was, win uh, every Vanderbilt. other matchup that Pippen you have. Had Pippen, like, that's yeah, who it was. A bunch yes. of points, yeah. Pippen was going to get his. We said it before that game. You want to make it tough on him. You want to make him work for it. Blah blah blah. But just play lockdown solid defense on everybody else, and you should get an easy win. Kentucky did, despite not scoring for the final five or six minutes for that game. Make things tricky for Molinar, but DJ Jeffries shouldn't be beating you offensively. Garrison Brooks shouldn't be beating you offensively. You should take care of business in this game tonight. Man, you know what's really funny, TJ? I was watching the Louisville game last night, and during the commercial break, they had an ACC commercial, and it reminded me that Hubert Davis is North Carolina's head basketball coach. Man. They have ACC has one team in the top 25. Oh, Hubert Davis is coaching North Carolina. He was so out of place. They won um, yesterday. Good for them. 
They got a big win against Virginia Tech. God, I wonder if they're going to fire Hubert after this year or they're going to give him one more. What do you think? Isn't it his first year? It is his first they'll, year. They'll definitely give him one more. But it's really bad. It's, it's the not, family. They might give him two more. But the family. They won't give him two more. Family. It's Well, that's why you don't do family. that. Family. That's, that's, that's why you don't do that stuff. It's our family. That's why, you, that's why you don't do that stuff. Oh, man. I saw another LSU video where they've got the spinning cameras around, and it was like a two-year-old. Like It was, it was a recruit. And his two younger brothers. They're recruiting brothers. two-year-olds? But they, they, had, they had a kid, I swear, he was like four or five, it, with like a helmet and a visor on and like little shoulder pads and a jersey. It's like, so wait, you guys had kids' pads just around for these photo shoots? Like, they have kids? Uh, good for you. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's what a nice big football budget will do for you. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, I think Cheetah would smoke Chase, but I do think Chase versus DK Metcalf would be a hell of a race. No, who calls him Cheetah? Is that Tyree Kill? Yeah. Nobody just is like, you, you know, my pal Cheetah over here. Did y'all see the video of his 200-meter dash in high school yesterday? I did not. Good God. Oh, my gosh. It, yeah. Dude's insane. It was under sub-21. 200 meter dash. I don't really yeah. know if that means good things uh, or not. 10, well, Usain Bolt's world record is 19.19. Yeah, like 10, breaking 10 and 100 is Olympic fast. Barry Brown was like 10 2 last year. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, he's really fast. I still think that Chase could give Hill a race for his money. I, I'm supposedly very much in the minority in that. But Hill or Chase with pads on, it is so fun to watch. Hill, I think, is more elusive, and maybe Chase gets there as he gets older. But in terms of just top speed, maybe give a slight nod to Hill, but I would not be surprised to learn that if Chase was faster in pads. This is the freak. portion of our show where I tell our listeners what I told you all off air, and that is if you – this is the week to pick your Super Bowl winner because you can get great money line odds right now. You can get the Chiefs at plus 120. If if they win, they're not going to be plus 120 in the Super Bowl. They'll be like minus 150 at best. Plus 200 for the Rams. It's true. Like Yeah, now, now it, is the time. Yeah. You it, get the Bengals at 8 to 1. Really, it's not even necessarily who well, I mean it obviously is who you think wins the Super Bowl, but it's really just who you think is going to win their conference championship game and then you're giving yourself better odds for the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I mean right now you got a 1 in 4 shot and they're Giving you plus money. But if you so. if you feel super confident about the Rams, 49ers, Chiefs, or Bengals going on, yeah, then you're getting a value that you will not get at the Super Bowl. No, no. Like if the Bengals upset, which I mean they just beat the Chiefs. I don't think you can do that twice in a month. Um but if they do, you're gonna get them at eight to one to to win the Super Bowl. I just worry the Chiefs are gonna get to the Super Bowl and they'll play like I mean, either the Rams, well, they will quite literally play either the Rams or the 49ers, but both those front lines defensively are just sick. And you saw what the Bucks front seven did against the Chiefs last year. I know the Chiefs were much more banged up heading into the Super Bowl. Yep, it's true. But it was like, oh, well, they never really had a chance. Like, you couldn't even get Mahomes to do his Mahomes stuff because he was just getting sacked and chased around 24-7. I do wonder if that will happen in the Super Bowl and be like, well, why did we think things had changed so drastically in one year? Yeah, I mean, they they did retool their offensive line. Yeah, Um, and it is And, like, the the Bills had the number one, I think, scoring defense. Like, they were number one in a lot of categories, and they still did what they did. And they did it with big plays. They also did it by being methodical and, you know. Taking whatever the defense gave him, but um, is Joey Bosa is he going to be back? 
I think he had the yeah. head injury, he had, right? Yeah. But he's yes. going to be back? Yeah. Those yes. lines, the, both of those lines feel right. Bengals, seven-point dogs, 49 Wait, is three and not, a half points. not Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa. Oh, sorry. I get my... Both us. <laughs> What's Bofa? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he played against the Packers. I think he had a couple sacks. I thought he had a concussion last week. He, he had a concussion against the Cowboys. Is that what it was? Okay. My, yeah. I got get my my bo, my Bofa brothers mixed up. <laughs> it happens. Debo looks a little banged up too. They need to have him healthy. Yeah. I bet they're so happy though that they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna have the home field advantage mm-hmm. in L.A. Yeah, they they they'll, remove the res, the the Ticketmaster restrictions. They'll, they'll get. They more, tried that for a little while. They'll they get already more fans removed there. it. Yeah, Ticketmaster pulled the embargo. Because wow. for a while, they were trying to have an embargo on, you can only be in the greater L.A. area. Which, yeah. like, what's the greater L.A. area? That's like 20 zip codes. <laughs> Four area codes. Another could be back-to-back years team plays Super Bowl in their home stadium. Which I think had never happened before. Yeah, back to that ticket thing. It, I didn't like that solely because the Rams just moved from St. Louis so if you're from St. Louis and you're yeah. still a big Ram fan, you couldn't buy a ticket because you're point. not in the LA area. That's, That's some a good BS. point. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that because I one of my friends from college has been a Rams fan since you know. But couldn't buy St. a ticket because yeah. he doesn't live in LA. Man, you can choose Scoots Magoots. That was like the first thing I thought of. I was like, what about all these St. Louis Rams fans that want to see him? Can't go. Wonder if uh, Liam Cohen's going to the championship game. Just gonna follow him. You would think, right? Yeah, that'd be a good excuse to go back to L.A. for a while. Mm-hmm. Although I'm sure, I don't know how much recruiting he can do on the West Coast. Maybe get some of those Southern California quarterbacks. Uh, U of L fans have convinced themselves they're getting that John Bosco fella. They, they I love Pierce when they Cla- talk about Pierce Clarkson football recruiting. It's like, oh, you all finally got a four-star kid to visit your campus in January. Good for you. How cute. I'll just make, I hate saying this, but Pierce Clarkson will never play for Scott Satterfield at UofL, folks. He's a 2023 quarterback. Satterfield probably gone before then. Even if he's not gone this year, maybe he's gone 23. I, if he's not gone 23, then is Pierce Clarkson coming in and playing as a true freshman? You'd probably hope not. Just, I mean, they had Chubba committed up until like the week before signing day, and Satterfield couldn't get him. Yeah, I had heard a rumor last week, I think it was, that Satterfield had a house here. But he sold it, and now he bought a piece of property in his building. Why? Um, that actually, I think, is true. But bought a, what? What is he I mean, doing? He, he will also be able to sell that That's piece true. of property when he moves. That's true. You know, but are, he'll have to move before the house is even done. You don't know. They move. They make, <laughs> they can make houses pretty quickly. They, oh, I know that. You just keep an eye on that lake house at Nolan Lake, and when that <laughs> bad boy goes, you know it's closing time. <laughs> He loves him some lake weekends. Oh, Satterfield is He's no Mojito Mac, but he's... He is a lake guy, He's a big lake guy, and I respect it. I respect it. I've got friends with lakes. I don't get invited nearly enough. It's a travesty. And uh, Mm, maybe I've become friends with Satterfield. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, you have a lake house. Although you don't have, like, electricity, right? No, we have have electricity. (laughs) We have running water. We do not have a boat. We have Well, we have a John boat, like a fishing boat. Yeah, that's okay. I don't need a boat, necessarily. You don't need, like, to go... As long as I can just swim. Yeah, yeah. I just need a slow. good old watering hole, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. be able to pee in when after you've had too many beers. I just need, well, actually, it's just yeah. I <laughs> I need just a to large toilet. 
Yeah, that I can <laughs> that, that can I float around that in. I can just marinate in for about eight hours. There's nothing better than just getting lost on Lake Tom. I agree. Be like, oh my gosh, it's been six hours. <laughs> Where did the time go? Ah, it's the Man, best. One thing though that you do learn, kids don't they don't believe in Lake Tom. Oh, I, I believe that. Yeah, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's they, they true. have needs other than just a cooler of beer. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Get it together. What gives you the right? I, I know. No kidding. The Javon Baker news is why you don't have to rush in the portal. Ole Miss ends up with Jordan Watkins. We grab Baker. Watkins is good, but I don't think his ceiling is high as Baker's. No, not at all. And I agree. A great, I, I, great point, Texter, because both of them, they, that's the role. UK wants Baker to fill the role. that like that. like That's They're the same spot. They're kind of outside, top-end receiver, except Baker can run away from guys at a much more consistent rate than I think Watkins can. Yeah, I'd say you probably safer, maybe a safer option is Watkins just because you know he's going to be, he's going to produce, he's going to catch the ball. He's not somebody that has a lot of drops, but you also know exactly what a ceiling is and it's not overly high. It's kind of just a consistent slot player that's not going to break a ton of tackles or get you probably a ton of touchdowns, but he's going to be a steady route runner and he'll catch balls. I think Kentucky has their sure thing in Robinson from Virginia Tech. This is your dreaming big piece. And if it all clicks for him, mm-hmm. then you have a freak that's going to be able to break down defenses. So as long as you had kind of your sure thing, and they did in Robinson, then I loved the addition of Baker. Now, if they would have gotten Watkins and Robinson, I think that that's good. I think that would have been a good offense, but you still would worry about like who's taking the top off this defense. Who's going to be able to run just by dudes? Yeah. Baker's that guy. And you haven't really had that since Jeff Bedette. I mean you know well the way they use Wandell I know from like a measurement and and athletic standpoint but boy they just seem to find him open 25 yards down the field with yeah. the routes that he ran and and those were but it was still kind of in an intermediate aspect instead of a this guy when he's running a go route the safety has to go with him or else mm-hmm. you're toast yep and um, then when you also have really good tight ends it's huge if you can make everybody play off yeah Oh. And, and blow the top off a of defense. Can Keaton Upshaw back next year? Did, were you the one who said that Josh Allen kind of looks a little like Will Levis yesterday? Today? I just think there's some comparables between the two. The way yes. they play. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that throw, he, against too deep coverage. Too deep. The purpose of playing two safeties deep is say, do not throw it deep, Josh Allen. Do not throw it deep. And then Josh Allen throws a 75-yard touchdown deep over both of the safeties. Mm-hmm. Guy's amazing, but the the play where he ran over the dude from Buffalo and hurt the guy, it was just like Will's uh, Missouri. I, I, I can't, can't believe I forgot that guy's name, that linebacker. But like he was leading the SEC in tackles, and Levis was just like, just what was his name with a B? It, no, Bolton was the year before. Oh, okay. He's in the NFL. He like led all rookies in tackles. Huh. Um, but um, man, I it's killing. I know me who you're thinking of. Name. I, yeah. And I feel like we just mentioned it the other day. All right, we're going to go to a break. We got a lot more texts to get to. We said that we were going to spend more time with them. We may have fibbed with that. We'll continue to talk a little more UK and Mississippi State. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Don't go anywhere. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kaler.
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker. I know that, dude. And Roush. Walker! Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush. Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. Let's keep going at this Thornton's text line. Remember to download the rewards, refreshing rewards app. Save you money. You can add points when you go in and get yourself a breakfast burrito or donuts or save some money each and every time you go to the pump. Shout out to Alex Cupper and Kelly Leonardo. Thornton's, they're pretty much everywhere. Pretty much. And you're going to want to stop by. And you're going to want to text into the Thornton's text line. You text it in. We read it on air. Even UK Pez's text, 502-414-1450. Let's keep going, Adam. (laughs) TJ's absolutely rattled by the Rogers slander to start the show. No, I handled that very well and composed. I just had to push back on Roush saying you needed to make home field an advantage and an advantage in a game where they didn't allow an offensive touchdown. Just had to push back on it. Had to push back on it. You're still upset. And obviously, you're never going to see Rodgers in a Green Bay uniform again. You got Jordan Love as your quarterback. LaFleur, Jordan Love. I don't want Jordan Watkins playing quarterback for the Green Bay (laughs) Packers. And did you hear LaFleur said they had a really great meeting with Rodgers? Everything was super good. Really? Really nice. And everybody was happy. They did say that, but he's going to respect his decision making process. So I don't I don't even care what happens. I mean, I I want him back, but if he doesn't, then you're just ripping the Band-Aid off and you're starting anew. I saw a story yesterday, Aaron Rodgers for Baker Mayfield. You had down for that? Uh, Well, it depends. Well, well, like, yeah. if if Rodgers is dead set on leaving, then, yeah, I'll take a ham sandwich for him and then, then nothing <laughs> at all. Nope. But, yeah, I've wanted – I've thought, like, what about Russell Wilson for Rodgers? If, if Rodgers really wants out of Green Bay, which I'm not so sure he does, by the way. If I had to guess today, I think he'd be back. But it's just a guess. I've got no clue. Um, I'd, You know, so, yes, if he definitely wants to go, then I'd love to get in another quarterback and not have to rely on Jordan Love just yet. Or maybe never. I'm not sure. Um, haven't seen enough of him, but he's been okay. But I th- my guess is he's back. And obviously, yes, I was not happy Green Bay season came to an end in upset fashion. Wait, you weren't? I wasn't. No, believe it or not. I'm still not happy about it. Uh, and I'm not even all that excited for football this upcoming weekend. One thing that I do think you should be proud of is that you have a coach with a great sense of awareness and an ability to adapt and adjust because I saw a picture of him on the Washington football team staff. He was a freaking loser. No need to be mean to people because of their appearances and pictures, Ralph. Dude, have you seen pictures of him at Washington football team staff? Yeah. He looks like a completely different person. Well, he was much younger. People age. But he looked older, and though. Got... He looked like a dork. He had on, like, the pleated pants with, like, the – I mean, it was it was the dad uniform of all dad uniforms with the dad bod. And now he's, like sli- – I just – I can't believe it's the same person. A lot of people think he's the hottest coach in the NFL. A lot of people think that. And he I would probably agree. Mike Tomlin also Definitely well. not Cliff Kingsbury. Oh, Cliff's up there as well. Yeah, Cliff can suck it, though. And then he's Mike, a loser, Mike McCarthy, though. probably fourth. Are we talking yeah. about looks or – Looks. Looks, yeah. Yeah, McCarthy definitely fourth. I put McCarthy fourth. (laughs) Andy Reid fifth. You know what? Um, Mike McCarthy called a run play with no timeouts. 
Hey. 14 seconds on the <laughs> yeah. call. It took Mahomes 13 yeah. seconds to get into field goal range. It took 14 seconds to run that quarterback That's draw. gracious. Uh, Texter <laughs> says, letting them play is how Auburn has three fouls in the first 26 minutes. Let them play if they aren't fouling. If they are, you have to call it. Well, sure, but that kind of if, – if refs can't be consistent, I'd rather them let them play and they don't show any signs of ever being consistent. But I do overall agree with your sentiment in a perfect world, Texter. Mahomes is pretty clearly more talented than Rodgers. False. As of today, it's very close, but Mahomes still doesn't make the throws that Rodgers can make. Nobody can in the history of football. So that's yeah. no that's no disrespect but, but I, to Mahomes. Mahomes can make so, plays with his legs and do other things. So, but he is the most like Rodgers in that, like, like we, no amount of time is too is too little of time. And like the fact that the way he changes his arm angles, there was one pass that he threw like sidearm that just came out like a missile on a little like drag route or something in that game. And like those are the kind of Rodgers throws where. Uh, you don't know how they do it. Right. Where you're just like, I that agree. dude can make that. throws that just normal humans, it's impossible. Mahomes, There's like five Mahomes people a, ever that can do that. Mahomes is an absolute three. And he's only, what, three years in? Or four? four I guess this I is his four. fourth as being a starter. He's been in the AFC Championship game every year. And so far, the only loss was that one where, where Brady got it in overtime, never gave it back, kind of like the, the divisional round that they won. He's crazy. Very, very good. Uh, Texter can already see UK fans and media turning on Sharp and questioning his desire. What a shame. He didn't have to come here, but he did for a reason. He'll play this year. I didn't see people turning on him, but I, I do think it was – I think it's fair to question what was going on. When he came, the plan wasn't to play this year, and then all of a sudden it comes out that he's most likely, all things considered, going to head to the draft after this season. It was totally fair. To wonder what was going on, I, I don't consider that turning on him. The uh, and, and I think the onus too, like all most of the attention's been directed at Cal. I, I've I've seen heard very little like does Sharp even want to play? Like this isn't a Jared Vanderbilt situation, you know. So I I, I don't think that's going to happen, Texture. Oh. Look what we got here on the text line. Interesting to see all of UK's biggest recruits fall in the on three final rankings. Very interesting. Call out your employer, Roush. Well, you should listen to the podcast yeah, wherever yeah. you get your podcast. Roush, I thought, was totally fair on his takes on the on three yeah, recruiting yeah. rankings. And he's right there with everybody else kind of scratching his head of how the hell could that happen. And it's kind of, uh, no matter what the service is, every year this is something we we deal with. Stoops did, in fact, are paying off on three into the recruiting budget, clearly. Man, I wish he would have paid off on three. I, <laughs> I would certainly love to become a sellout and like be an all-in UK butt slapper because I'm definitely not already. Texture says, hey, hey, fellas, Brad from Bell- Bellbrook here. With the addition of Tavion Robinson and Javon Baker to the roster, it's assumed that we will be starting two wide receivers heading into 2022. Who do you all think ends up being wide receiver three, assuming we don't take any more transfers? I know it's very early, but I'm just asking for a prediction. Good question. Um, because really, at this point, it's an ex-receiver. It's Demarcus Harris. Demarcus uh, Harris with Chris Lewis backing that's who, him up. That's who I was thinking. Yeah, and then Chauncey Magwood's going to get a lot of play um, as both the backup, I think, for Robinson and Baker um, because of his speed. Uh, so, I, you know, he'll have – you know, a dozen catches or so next year, probably. 
Yeah, those are the, those are the two big ones. The I, guy like, that we, I like it. You know, we don't really know exactly what to expect or what you'll be getting out of Baker, but I, I weirdly it only took one season where I kind of have a blind confidence in yeah. Liam Cohen's going to find ways to get these guys open, and we have a quarterback we can trust to to get the ball to him too. It's unlike any offseason Kentucky football fans have ever had. And really, maybe we should have more question marks about the wide receivers, but I don't. But just personally, I don't feel that way. Uh, I feel like the offense should be top five in the SEC next year, assuming you take care of business on the offensive line and you bring in one more player there. But you're returning one of the best running backs. You're returning one of the better quarterbacks. And tight end, tight end depth should be just as good as pretty much anybody else in the SEC. Yeah, and, and then I, wide receiver is the only question mark, but I just trust these guys. I mean, Virginia Tech, assume, uh, Robinson of Virginia Tech, assuming he can do what he did there. I don't. I, I think it really should be one of the better offenses. Play too when he was there. Uh, yeah. The the part that we got to make sure we do not we cannot sleep on Keaton Upshaw going in this year because he was talked about a ton going into last season, and there were times where you're just like, we, they just need a big guy in this situation, a big guy that can use the leverage. And just catch it over to some dudes, make some contested catches. He's going to, I, I think he's going to have the most receptions by Kentucky tight end since Tammy. Yeah, let's say it. Whoa, Jacob Tammy. That's a wild. That's I mean, a wild take. But it's not. I mean, it's not saying a lot. I mean, right? But like, were you? I guess are you saying he surpasses Tammy? Or? Probably not. But I think he'll have the most by tight end since okay, then. You're which right. like, Maybe that's not as hot as a take. Right. Yeah. I gotcha. think CJ Conrad's best year. He probably had like thirty catches. Uh, and Tammy's best season, I mean, he averaged 30 until for, for throughout his career. 16, 29, 32, 56. He had a ton his 56. final season. Goodness gracious. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he's going to get 50 catches, but he should get up 30, 40-ish probably next year. Yeah. That's a lot. I just, But it's kind of a deep tight end room. Do you not think they're going to share their wealth? Well, that is true um, to an extent. Because Jacob Tammy, who was his backup? Well, and he they also played him a lot split out at receiver. I think they're going to do that with Upshaw, though. And a lot of the other guys, like Bates, he's kind of specialty is blocking. And you're right, Cummings is going to take some of those uh, receptions as well. But, um, yeah, don't sleep on Keaton Upshaw. Just don't sleep on him. Texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Wouldn't, be, wouldn't surprise me if this is a game they've been targeting for Sharp since he got on campus. We'll be pretty surprised if he doesn't play tonight. I hope you're right. I just want to see him. Want to see what he can do. Want to see a cool dunk. Want to see a block shot. Ooh, 360? And what if he does go out there, plays well, obviously we'd all expect it to be in limited minutes. Then do you feel like this thing really cranks up to to 10 for fan excitement rolling into March? I don't know. And, you know, the thing is, if he was like a four, then it's probably different. But if he's as good and he's already in top 10 on pretty much every mock draft that's out there – if you truly have a player that can be a top 10 draft pick and you're just adding him to what we already know this UK team is, we should crank this bad boy up to 10. Especially Expectations he, should be Final Four as a national championship. If, if he went and played well at Kansas and like they won. Goodness gracious. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I think able, our hair gonna, would be on fire. Uh, you know, I like, if you would have, if we would have talked about this last week and said, who would you think Kentucky's more likely to win at Auburn or Kansas? I would say Kansas. Even though, you know, I'm sure the whistle will be bad and all that stuff. I just think Kentucky matches up better with Kansas than they do Auburn. Now, both are going to be tough, and Kentucky could lose both of them and still go on to win a national championship. But 
I'm pumped. I hope we see him. I really do. And I'm not going to lie. I may come into the show tomorrow if we don't see him and be like ever so disappointed. Roush, tell your new employer to fire whoever does their football recruiting rankings. Brown all the way down to 90. Good one out of the top 150. Hall a big drop as well. They're going to Kentucky, so they can't be good, is what he alludes to. On a basketball note, sounds like Sharp may play soon. Apparently practice looked good. I think we see him against Mississippi State. Yep, we've talked about that. I don't think Roush is going to go to his bosses and on three and say they need you all need to be fired. No, I, I don't, don't know if I that'd be a good business. I also don't really want that job, ranking kids. Not for I me. wouldn't want that job yeah. either. You can tell them to suck it. But, like, you're going to be – people are going to be mad at you no matter what. So. Oh, our guy Dylan Ballard gives us a shout-out on Twitter. And Dylan's been covering the Cats and doing uh, a, a great job. Asking for some a post-game se- questions a, to Cal. I know, yeah. doing a great job. Um, and I've – Dylan's a good dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, have meetings all morning, about to head to a job site in Frankfurt. Can't wait to turn on the replay of KRC and get prepared for tonight's game. If you don't listen Woo. to KRC, you better get on it. You yeah. That's just that's a sweet message, Dylan. One good way to get a retweet from me is say nice things about it. And me. also uh, <laughs> by telling Frankfurt to suck it. Suck it, Frankfurt. We got a long text from our guy, Kirby. Also, I don't – like, the, the people – I would I would recommend everybody have a fun little name on the text line. Like B- Brad from Bellbrook. Huh. Kirby, I think, is just using his actual name, but you know, it's still fun. Wait, just... I thought Kirby's a real name. <laughs> I think Kirby's just a video game character. <laughs> you thought this was the video game character? Yeah. He's gonna smash you with bricks. No, Kirby would suck you up and I'm gonna suck you, you up and I'm gonna spit you out. No, you you'd also smash him. That's you true. would come in the that be down. And that I sh- I, I shouldn't question you on Smash. Big Kirby yeah. guy. That was my guy. Uh, I would play with Kirby a lot, but I was so bad. It was at an Smash. easy one too. He had an easy save. Ness. That was the hardest one. If you were good with Ness, you who was just, Ness? He was the one that had the little lightning thing, mm. the ball that you would have to guide yeah. as your B up. And if you didn't know how to do it, you would just die every single time. Uh, but if you got funny. it to work, though, that move was unstoppable. No idea what game video game Ness is from either. Like, do you have any clue? I've never even heard. Nestle Crunch. He has a yo-yo. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but Kirby continues, okay, this is what I'm struggling with. Listen to your boys Rutherford and Trevor for 15 minutes on the way home. Rutherford's take is he would hate pain. He would hate the pain higher because of how bad Cal's assistants are. Oh, that was another weird thing that he'd go on. I'll let you finish, though, Kirby, but I've got to take on that as that well. That is fair. Like, I mean, but how many assistants have but gone that, but, elsewhere? Okay, then you go hire the best coach from – I'm not going to let you finish now, Kirby. Sorry. Uh, then go hire the best coaching tree coach. What the hell? Nobody does that. Nobody's like, okay, well, who is he an assistant for? Who? What's that guy's tree like? Okay, boom, we're going to get somebody good. Nobody does that. You hire you who thinks going to be the best coach. So you got to hire a former Patino assistant? Is that what you're going to do? The, he did go on this long rant about, like, Cal's coaching tree is so bad, you, that's why we shouldn't do it. But there's not. it's not like It's that bad until extensive. it's not. It's the same thing with like good coaches in college basketball. You don't go to a Final Four until you do, right? Like yeah. you know, if as long as you're in the hunt, it's a good thing. Um, Tony but, but Barbie didn't work out at Auburn. Yeah, and Bruiser, he was at UMass for like a decade. Mm-hmm. Did pretty fine, and then they were ready to move on. Uh, who else? Orlando, and he was stunk at South Florida, but Cal advised against him taking that job. Didn't yeah, there want him there to. hasn't been a lot. Most of his assistants hang around. Yeah. Uh, Passner won the ACC tournament last year, but I, you yeah. know, mostly hasn't been amazing. Louisville won the ACC tournament? No, they have not. What? Louisville? They've not? You were... Like, who's Chris Mack? What coaching tree is he from? Thad Mata? No, uh, the Dino Gaudio coaching tree. Know how that turned out. 
Oh, maybe Rutherford's onto something, actually. All right, Rutherford's take is he'd hate Payne to hire because of how bad Cal's assistants are. Trevor thinks they should be able to get anyone they want. Am I missing something? Is this not the school that is broke as hell? Is this not the school that is about to possibly have sanctions slash go on probation? Is this not the school with the administration in shambles and without an AD, the school whose historical greats are upset about a school not celebrating or appreciating their history. I just don't understand how these people still live in 2012, 2013. It's been a decade of shame. You can get Kenny Payne. You take Kenny Payne. Oh, God. And I think maybe you should shoot higher than Kenny Payne. I think if you're U of L, you'd probably want to call Nate Oates um, just because he'd get players and get excited. But if Payne is your fallback and you think you're too good for Payne, you're totally – have a have a, a a wrong perception about where things stand. And Trevor did say that. He was like, we should be able to theoretically he's like, we should be able to get whoever they want. And Mike pushed back on it. He's like, so you think we should be able to go get Mick Cronin from UCLA? And then Trevor was like, well UCLA and Louisville are about the same level as programs. So any program below us, which first off, Trevor, UCLA and U of L are not the same level program. I get it that Uval probably has more passionate fans, but history has to matter for something, buddy. And UCLA's history I would is say that it's kind of comparable, and, though. Night, night and day Up until like, UofL's. Like, when they went – it's crazy. It is – UCLA is weird in that they are – they're either bad or they're going to the Final Four. There's no in-between with them. They just don't have – like, if their fans were as passionate as, like – so uh, they're just they have one of the worst fan bases in the country. <laughs> but it's such an easy sell to get players to play there. No. They have the history, go they have the tradition. Ooh. They just need people to show up, but now they just were able to allow fans back in, which is also hilarious that UCLA couldn't have fans at their games but the Rams have packed stadiums. And, I mean, <laughs> what, what, folks, I don't know what folks are doing. Hmm. Went to dinner tonight at a local pub during the U of O game, so mostly cards dominant. Actually, pretty sad to watch. A few of their fans were cheering on UVA every time they scored on UofL. I asked a guy why, and he told me so they can get Mac out and get Bruce Pearl in. Told the guy UofL had already sold their souls to the devil a few times. I'm not sure he's going to set. He's not going to second or third mortgage it. He's not. A, he was not amused. If Pearl came to UofL, he would not only further expose after a few beatdowns by Cal. So not sure why they'd want him or they think they could get him. This ain't the '80s, and UofL is no longer relevant. Hope Kenny Payne is not interested in that dumpster fire because it would be career suicide. Pearl's not leaving Auburn for UofL. Just ain't happening. They need to get that out of their head. And I don't know if UofL would even hire him with his I mean, yeah, the, 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 dark cloud background. I mean, they just got – they were the first program to – excuse me, program, program to have their name cleared by the FBI stuff. So you think they're going to – while they're still dealing with the FBI stuff, they're going to – no. That was the one thing Matt couldn't do. That seems like exactly something Louisville would do. I, I don't think they can do it anymore. <laughs> um but they don't have a president. They haven't had an AD. Their pet's heads are falling off. It's a complete disaster. Good morning, fellas. Can you help me understand the on-three recruiting rankings drop most of the kids' UK football signed? We talked about it to start the show. Kirby, back again. He says, LOL, Terry. You think he's going to go out there and be ho-hum? I mean, if he plays, I think at minimum he shows glimpses of being the best player which, on the court. Which is, I think, ho-hum, though. It's like it's, it's not consistent. Well, ho-hum isn't showing glimpses of being the best. If he shows glimpses of being the best player on the floor, Kirby, then he needs to stay on the floor. Then you got to keep playing him. I just would imagine in his first outing, hopefully tonight, that I don't think he's going to like drop any jaws. Maybe he'll have one awesome play. But I think for the most part, he's just going to kind of fit in. Maybe do some nice things. Probably 
look a little raw in some areas, as he probably should. So overall, I just labeled that as ho-hum. But don't get too caught up in my wording. I think he's just going to – I'm excited to see him. I mean, hopefully he goes out there and proves me wrong and dominates, but I just don't expect that to happen. Not at night one. Maybe in March, though. I, that would be great. John here, good morning. Good game day morning. Hey, good game day morning to you, John. He says, all right, give me a 10-piece with a side of, dunk, of dunks because we got this victory by 10-plus tonight. So suck at Mississippi State. Hey, the show Ozark came back on, and it's the final season. Will you guys be watching it? Well, got to go. Talk to you later. Just finished the session. First season was one of the best seasons in TV history for me. And then I think it kind of slowed down in season two and season three. But season three, the back half really picks up. And now I want to watch more, but I'm, I'm told I have to wait for it. So next we're either going to go Ozarks or Yellowstone. Oh. Uh, that's one of those shows that I will, when Brooke has it on in the room with me, I'll just kind of watch it with her. And I'm like, oh. Which one? Ozark. Okay. It's like, oh, this is fine. But it's um, it's still darker than one I would watch all the time. I just don't. I, I catch Yellowstone and Ozark with my roommate watching them, but never have sat down and watched all of them. Yeah, I, I like Ozark, though. Ozark's fun. I think, oh, I saw a trailer for a new Netflix show that's right up my alley. It's Will Arnett in like a murder cop show, and he brings a celebrity on to help him solve the murder, and the celebrity, like they, they're uninformed. They don't know what the plot is. He just kind of brings them along and gets their natural reaction. So, like, you have Marshawn Lynch just like, are we going to solve this crime today? You know, like, it, it looks very funny. The trailer came out yesterday. Um, they put, like, they'll put earpieces on them and have them go undercover. It just it just looks very amusing. I, I cannot wait to watch it. But it is it. a comedy? It's, it's called Murderville, okay. and it's like an improv comedy type deal. Okay. So, which Every like, time I think of Will Arnett, I just think of him in Arrested Development being like, oh, you're going to tell the guy with a $3,600 suit how to run a business. <laughs> Have you seen Arrested Development? Yeah, some of it, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the picture of those guys, we demand to be taken seriously. Yeah. It's just timeless. But he has the big <laughs> voice, and essentially the, he's, the celebrities – they get three suspects, and they have to figure out who the who the murderer is at the end of the show. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you watch it, and if it is good, then I'll, I'll watch it. Okay. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. Uh, good to hear from you, John. Texter says, listening to Monday's podcast, thank you, TJ and Roush, for your takes on the Sharp situation. Kyle Tucker needs to take out a suck it and suck it. So smug. He's the worst. Well, he's not the worst, and I, I, I think Kyle's a good guy. Don't always agree with him, but that was um, – a confusing – it was confusing kind of following along whether or not he needed to play, he hasn't been practicing, he has been practicing, but needs the players to say that to practice, blah, 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 blah. But that's all right. Let's just hope he, we see him tonight. The texter says, good morning. After TJ's rant yesterday, he needs to rethink his no-alcohol January and do no-social media January. Have a great morning, UK Pez. Also, I love cornbread hemp products, but it obviously doesn't help a certain radio host with his focus. (laughs) (laughs) So do I need to not do the rants on radio or give up social media, UK Pez? Somebody says Tannehill for Rodgers. If Rodgers is absolutely – no, actually, no. Yeah, no, no you no, can't. No, no, you that's can't. where I draw. Give me the ham sandwich. Give me a hot ham and cheese hey, over Tannebum. You know what, though? It's weird how Tannehill got hot. Was that the playoffs – that was two years ago, right? That they The Titans went on that run to the AFC Championship? Yes. Yeah. 
It's weird. Got hot. Well, he's, he, I mean, he has been just a solid quarterback, but I'm sure Titan fans agree you have no confidence well, in that dude going out and winning the game. For he's you. just above the, uh, above the like you know how they have the Mendoza line in baseball, Justin. We need that for quarterbacks. So maybe like the Dalton line because Andy Dalton was right at that like he's not going to win you a Super Bowl, but he's good enough to get you to the playoffs. In the Bengals' case, not win you a game, but I think for most franchises. Okay, good enough to maybe win a playoff game or two, which I think the Dalton line would be higher than the Kirk Cousins line, but it's right in that like competent quarterback that you can't get rid of, but he he's not going to win you a Super Bowl. That's where Tannehill is. Do you know what the Mendoza line is in baseball? I don't know what the exact number is, but I think it's, it's a batting 200. average. Two hundred. Is it two hundred? Mm-hmm. But basically, you have to hit that, or else you're going to go down back down the minors. Correct. Well, you don't deserve to be in the majors if you're less than 200. UK Pez with this third text into my radio show. I'm happy to know I'm living rent-free in TJ's head. Wow! You texted into our rent show. Rent-free in your head, we, TJ. we read every text, Take UK Pez. That, Walker. And I'm, we are glad that you text in. Even if you, even if you don't agree with me, we're happy that you're part of the KRC family. A texter says, Neil Diamond music? Yay or nay? Oh, oh that's going to be his birthday. What? You don't like Neil Diamond? I know one Neil Diamond song, and it is Sweet Caroline. No, That's it's it. got uh, the, the USA one. This texter's trying to bait me. It's great. Neil Diamond said Spotify either needs to get rid of him or Joe Rogan because he's not sharing a platform with him. <laughs> people have when... just lost their minds. I mean, people... they have absolute. How many Joe Rogan podcasts do you think Neil Diamond's listened to? <laughs> Give you a hint. Uh, Neil Diamond, too. Inspired of the great cover band, Diamonds in the Rough. He has a song called Kentucky Woman. Uh, that movie, too, Saving Silverman. Underrated, just laugh out loud, hilarious movie. I like Neil Diamond, but that's not the way you go about things, Neil. You don't say that, you know, just because you don't agree with everything on a platform that you have to you have to run and leave it. So I like his music, though. Sweet Caroline, always a classic. There's the, there's the USA song that's in my head that I can't... Um, because it's one of those songs that politicians play, and he gets mad at him and like sues him to stop playing it. <laughs> some cease and desist. It's like that in uh, the Bruce Springsteen song. Oh, Harold Leader, they've gotten smart. Um, they put it, made it a video to where you got to wait till the end to see who the sports figure of the year. Well, can't we just skip ahead? Do you know who it is? No. Drum roll, please. All right, the sports person of the year. Rash was right. It was Wandale. Wandale Robinson, uh. sports figure of the year. Suck it, sports talker. I mean, again, Wandell, amazing year, but one did it on the world stage, one did it in the SEC. Some would argue that the world stage is not as big as the SEC stage. Did you see, uh, who was it? Or did you see Joe Burrow's quote? Yeah, which he's 100% right. Yeah, he's like, oh, you're going to get nervous at Arrowhead. It's really, really loud. He was like, I played in SEC stadiums. There, he is right about that. A- SEC Mike made the point. There's more people that go to spring games than can fit in Arrowhead Stadium. And like, 76,000 yes, people. Arrowhead's going to be super, super loud. I think Burrow's whole point was like, I'm used to super loud stadiums. Yeah. Tiger, and, he, and, he, and he is. Tiger Stadium on a Saturday night. Well, he had them quiet when he was running the show, but he still went to Tuscaloosa, I well, believe. Maybe he didn't. Tiger Stadium is his home stadium. I know, but so I'm saying it wouldn't be super loud for him. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, keep up. But he would be in the stadium, though, when it's getting rowdy. He'd just be on the sideline. Correct. Yeah. But I'm talking about under center not being able to talk to your offensive line because it's so loud. He he experienced that, too, away from Tiger Stadium. We're splitting hairs. We agree. And we don't have enough hairs even to split anymore. No, uh, definitely not. He's playing tonight, lad, says one texter. All right. I hope so. 
and I'm with you. Kirby. This is from Kirby. Actually, boys, my name is not Kirby. Oh. <laughs> That's exactly what I would say if my name was Kirby. Wow. Oh. Uh, Roush, can you explain how Barry Brown, Keontae Goodwin, and Nick Hall dropped like they did in the rankings? By all accounts, Brown was one of the best skill positions at the Army game. Goodwin didn't have a great week of practice, but showed up in the game, and Nick Hall got thrust in the game at the last minute. Signs of a crappy scouting program for a newly formed site. Uh, I also think it's just like, I mean, rankings can kind of be a crapshoot. Oh, it was, like Nick it was, Hall, it was Nick, Neil Young, not Neil Diamond. My bad. Nick Hall falling <laughs> in the rankings. My, my bad. Uh, Sorry to slander Neil Diamond. I like his music though, so I said nice things. I don't know who Neil Young is. Neil Young, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Ain't, I'm wait. sure I've heard his songs before. Oh, okay. Rocking in the free world. Yep. Harvest Moon. America. Oh, okay. I do like Neil Young songs. I can't believe I said Neil Diamond. Sorry, Neil Diamond. No, the text said Neil Diamond. Well, because it was Neil Diamond's birthday yesterday. Yeah, oh, but okay. I didn't I didn't correct it. Gotcha. Oh, so the texter probably wasn't trying to get me. No, right you, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> More cornbread hill. It helps me with my focus. <laughs> Coming to America by Neil Diamond. That was the mm-hmm. We're coming to America. <laughs> That's a great Fourth of July song. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you mention about the crappy scouting program? Sure. Yeah, he did. Uh, somebody says something about Kyle Tucker. Be nice. Yeah. Texter says, Neil Young, not Diamond. There you go. Neil Diamond or Neil Young, or am I missing the joke? No, no, no. No joke. Who's on first? <laughs> I think the joke is me. Here. What's on second? Coming to America by Neil Diamond. Last text into the show. Cancel all Neils just to be safe. Can't take any chances. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the most recognizable Neil is the Neil from the Santa Claus. Oh, that's a great yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, the best sweater sweater game oh, in, in all sweater games. Great sweater game. All right, predictions for tonight. Cats versus Bulldogs. You got to stop. I mean, well, you don't have to stop, but you contain Molinar, make it difficult for him, and don't let the other folks beat you. Still have a feeling he's going to score a lot of points. I'll go. He's going to win by eight. 79-71. Oh, I was going to go 8. I was going to go 80-72. Oh. Wow, that's crazy. So we're both taking Mississippi State to cover. I was going to go 11-78-67. I think Ty Ty plays tonight. Whoa! I mean, he the dude wanted to come back in the game on Saturday. And he was walking fine. That yeah. doesn't mean much. I think he plays I tonight. got worried a little bit from Zagoria's report that there was no swelling. That generally means high ankle. Now, Zagoria, I... He, he, you know, he's probably just being told what somebody's telling him. I don't take that as the gospel, but I, mm, I'd you don't be follow the gospel of Zagoria. I would, I would gladly say, you know what, rest up tonight, Ty Ty, if it meant he could be closer to 100% at Kansas. But well, we shall see. Yeah, that's tough to make these predictions also when you don't know exactly who's playing. I think we see Sharp, the Sharp score a point. Yes. I say yes. If he plays, yes. I say he scores seven. Whoa. Mm-hmm. He scores seven points. Folks are going to get excited, and rightfully <laughs> so. Everybody have a great day. Oh, do we have more? Uh, Neil Diamond is the guy they kidnap in Saving Silverman. They and, don't kidnap him. They kidnap Silverman, I believe. And then John here, he sent in that Arrowhead set a Guinness World Record. The, oh, yeah. The, okay, matters. John, but the thing is you have to have Guinness there to record it and do it there. That doesn't mean it's the loudest It's that like noise has ever been. Just it's it's true, and SEC stadiums get just as loud as Arrowhead does, as do other stadiums across college football, not just the SEC. Everybody have a great day. 
It's a good day to beat Mississippi State in some basketball, and we'll be back at 7 a.m. to talk about it. It's going to be a late one. Go to Thornton's, get your coffee. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll see you on Wednesday.